took a walk through this beautiful world Felt the cool rain on my shoulder Found something good in this beautiful world I felt the rain getting colder smell that? Motorbike exhaust, fish sauce, incense. The faraway smell of something is, is that pork grilling over charcoal? Vietnam. It could be no place else. There is no other way to see this city, Hanoi, than from a motorbike or a scooter. To do otherwise would be to miss it all. It is one of the great pleasures of my life to join the river of people rushing through the streets. you and doesn't let you go. Once you love it, you love it forever. I've been coming here since 2000. The first time I'd been to this part of the world, and it's held a special place in my heart and my imagination since. I keep coming back. I have to. Vietnam has changed since last time I was here. It's changing every minute. But some things, for now anyway, remain the same. Important things, like this stuff. That's gonna be good. Bon Ok, first meal in Hanoi, and it's something they do here better than anywhere else. Okay, I'm officially in Hanoi now. Magic. A spicy, wonderful broth with tomatoes and herb and noodles and fresh snails. Plump and delicious. Look at those beauties. 
come to me. Plump little love muscle. Mm. Hanoi, capital city of Vietnam. Seven and a half million people live here. In the winter, it's chilly and damp. In the summer, hot, humid, subtropical. The boulevards and many of the buildings are French. But its heart and soul is always, always Vietnamese. <laughs> Americans coming here as tourists for the first time, especially veterans of the war, are shocked by how friendly the place is. People are genuinely happy to see you. This is Hanoi's old quarter, but it's looking less and less old these days. This area has changed, though. In the Irish slash Czech-themed pub next door. Vietnam is a young country. Almost half of Vietnamese are under the age of 30. Fewer every year even remember what they call here the American War. Those years were a defining time for just about everyone, Vietnamese or American, who lived through them. And though there are still a lot of conflicted feelings back home, for most Vietnamese these days, the war has become an abstraction, not even a memory. Vietnam is still a poor nation, but the standard of living has improved a lot with the relaxing of hardline communist economic policies. More and more foreign tourists every year Western chains, inevitably, are everywhere. And President Obama is visiting for the first time, taking another step on the long path toward normalizing relations between the two countries. That is good. Ooh, hot. Ooh, I hit that chili hard. Such a pleasure. Oh, and we have a beer ready to go. Great. Yes. So we are doing by bottle or are we going to pour it in the glass? How would you do it if I wasn't here? I would pour it in the glass. Okay. In Vietnam, and particularly in the north, it would be very improper for a woman to drink oh, really? straight from the bottle. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm glad I know this now. Cheers. Tao is an Eisenhower Fellow and a Fulbright Scholar. She's devoted her career to help strengthen the bonds between Vietnam and the U.S. Today, we drove to the outskirts of Hanoi. Mm -hmm. Cranes, tall buildings, people moving from the country to the city. Mm -hmm. Mark Jacobs, Prada. I mean, this is a very young country now. Oh, very much a young nation. They like to eat uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. They like to spend a lot of the time on the internet. The history of our country is a history of war. We had a thousand years under the Chinese. And then we had 80 years under the French. And then the Japanese came in. And when the American left, finally in 1975, we got involved with uh, Cambodia. So we only have peace since 1989. Just in a matter of a few decades, the entire population will be those without any war experience. And that's a great thing. And what are we eating today? Well, we are going to have a bánh quán. And that means? Rice roll. Very thin. Like a crepe. Uh, yes, it's like crepe. 
And inside, ground minced pork and puti and mushroom. Ah. You dip it in, and there you go. Oh, that's very good. Everything we do internationally, someone refers back to the Vietnam experience. You know, let's not do that again. Let's or... not repeat Vietnam. But I find it interesting that the people who had perhaps the most painful experience were among the first to reach out. I think the John McCain story is particularly interesting because here's a guy who had an atrocious experience here in prison. And yet he has been among the most vocal supporters of normalizing relations. It took several trips to Vietnam. And so he could see Vietnam in a different light. It's no longer a war. It's a country with people. Have you been out with returning veterans from? Oh, yes, all the time. They often want to go to the area that they serve. Oh, yes. They often even meet with the people they fought. Yes. B-52 pilots come to the areas they unloaded their bomb. Yes. What is that experience like? What do you see when they come? Extremely emotional. Extremely emotional. People burst into tears. The memory I kept of you 45 years ago was an enemy. I did anything and everything to protect my life and to protect the people in my platoon. But today, when I see you again, not as an enemy, as a person, everything just disappeared. All the bad feeling disappeared. And now you actually know how, oh, are you married? You know, how many children do you have? You know, what are you up to? Their life turned into a new chapter. And this chapter is a good chapter. We all do things our own way. And since the way that each of us sleeps is unique, you need a bed that fits you just the right way. Sleep Number smart beds make your sleep experience as individual as you are, using cutting-edge technology to give you effortless, high-quality sleep every night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, during Sleep Number's President's Day sale, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed plus special financing for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. See store for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hanoi in the morning. The usual high-pitched whine of thousands of motorbikes. People and the things they carry coming out to work, to set up shop, the sound of commerce, of a wildly free market economy in a system that's decidedly not. 
I first came here, it was Tai Chi at dawn. And that's still here. But there's also this. Good to see you. It's nice to see you too. This is Anne, my friend. She's also my Zumba instructor. No Zumba for me. Breakfast, though, sounds good. How often a week do you think the average person cooks? And how often do they eat out? Mostly we just cook at home for dinner because that's the only meal in the day that everybody can be together. But for other meals, normally we eat out. I meet my old friend Ha on the edge of the old quarter, a place known as Cussing Noodles. This is my favorite, favorite restaurant. This one? Yes. The name comes from the owner, this lady, known for the free and frank way she communicates with her customers. I usually yells at people. Yes. If you go to her counter and order something, and then if you indecisive, like, oh, can I have these? Oh, no, 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 no. Maybe I have these instead. What? She's like, I don't have a lot of time for you, so just get out here. Really? Yeah. <laughs> What's the specialty of the house here? Bún chân giò. Chân giò means pig knuckles. Pig knuckles. We know that's going to be good. You put up with the abuse for this glorious steaming bowl of rice noodles with spicy chilies, a rich, hearty, porky broth with pig's knuckle and snout. It's the only item on the menu, and it's good. You know taro? Yes. Oh. So this is the stem of the taro uh -huh. plant. And to prepare this, you have to be very careful because if you don't do it right, then you get toxic. itchy mouth. No, right. no, not toxic. You won't die from it, but right. it makes your mouth really itchy, so. Interesting. Mm. Wow, that's delicious. When people talk about Vietnam, they always say about spring rolls or, or pho, but I think this should be in, 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 in the, the mix. Yeah, in. <laughs> I'm easy. Give me some spicy noodles, some pork. I'm happy every time. It's a maze of narrow streets and alleyways behind the old French cathedral. Vendors set up stools, and it's happy hour in Hanoi. Every doorway, every window, a little slice of life. 
story all its own. Lives lived, being lived, caught for a second, a moment, then gone. In Vietnam, sometimes to be truly friend, to be friendly, yeah, we have to drink until we are drunk. Well, well, okay. Yeah. We must, we must. <laughs> Cheer for friendship. <laughs> Lin Din, my oldest friend in Vietnam from the very beginning. Many happy memories, my friend. We've been to Saigon, Canto, Nha Trang. He was my original minder for Vietnam's Ministry of Foreign Affairs. We became, in spite of his official responsibilities, fast friends. One, two, three. Hi. Yo. Welcome back. Welcome back. Cheers. Thank you. Lin has brought me to a great and proud and uniquely Hanoi tradition, Bia Hoi. Bia Hoi refers to the roadside joints where locals gather to consume keg-dispensed, freshly brewed draft beer. Ah, that's good. It's not strong at all, my friend. Just like between 3 to 4 percent. Ah, so we need to drink a lot. Yeah. Cheer for Hanoi beer. It was something luxurious 30 years yeah. ago. Right. And now it's for everyone. Yeah. It's not expensive. 10,000 right. dong. So that's 40 cents. 40, 45 cents. 45 yeah. cents a beer. Yeah. I'll have another. <laughs> I can afford that. <laughs> the country's changed so much. When I first came, bicycles and motorbikes. Now, a lot of cars. More yeah. cars. Look, look money. Yeah. People are making money. Business is good. Yeah. Right? I mean, much, much, much more tourism every year. Yes. yes, yes. People also enjoy life more. Search the globe and you will find no other place that looks remotely like this. Halong means where the dragon descends into the sea. And legend says that this is where a great dragon charged, protecting Vietnam from foreign invaders. War is a constant theme in Vietnamese mythology and history. The Chinese, the French, the Japanese, the Americans, the Cambodians, again, the Chinese.
has become, for better or worse, one of Vietnam's most visited destinations. Fortunately, this time of year anyway, you don't have to go too far to lose yourself in the past. Find a quiet place where you can still imagine the great dragon's tail thrashing and churning and kicking up these great karsks of rock. Chosen mode of transportation, the ML Road, an old French-era steamer. Refitted for more current-day needs. A big freaking boat. And it's all mine. Along with friends and crew, of course. Last time, the boat was not this nice. All the modern conveniences, but the charms of the past. It fits perfectly with my over-romantic delusions. And in general, it does not suck. Hello, gentlemen. Hi, Tony. How are you doing? We're having some gin and tonic. Gin tonic, traditional Vietnamese drink. Well, not really, but all right. This is my first time trying yeah. this. Yeah? yeah. How old are you anyway? Wait a minute, you were five years old last time I was in uh, Halong Bay. Yeah, she's fine, he's 20 now. Wow. Lynn and I came here for another show, what feels like a lifetime ago. Back then, I got to meet his son, Min, who's apparently grown up. These are pictures of you and him. Whoa. 15 years ago, 14 years ago. Oh my God. <laughs> Look at my hair. <laughs> change a little bit. Like over 8 million people are coming to Halong Bay now? Yeah, every year. Tourists. All of this is protected, right? You can't do anything on, on these rocks. No, no, no. And how many of these islands? There's like 1,900 of these rocks out there? 1,969. <laughs> and this is a good number, you know. That's a lucky number? Six is for fortune. Right. And nine is for forever. So fortune forever. A drink or two on the top deck, check. Now for the rest of the day, try to do as little as possible. A nap, sunset, maybe some more drinks. And what about dinner? One for you. Oh, thank you, sir. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. So, we're eating some squid. Tons of squid. Tons of squid. We try to get as many tons as possible. Cue the majesty of the squid. At night this time of year, the bright lights of Halong Bay's fishing boats are unmistakable. They can only catch the squid in the evening. The light attracts the squid, so they can right. catch them. They say that because of global warming, all the fish are dying 
but that the squid and cuttlefish populations are increasing. So soon the whole sea will be filled with plenty of squid. Oh. We'll be eating it every day. Those are cute little squid. Oh, those are going to be tender. Woo. Mm. Oh, yeah, the tentacles are the best. The cast of squid is very hard job. They work all the night. All the night. They work all the night. The light, it turn on all the night. Right, and then sleep all day? Yeah. It's got to be hot out there, man. Yeah. Sleep it in the day. Cheer for the day. Cheers for the day. swim, a bowl of spicy noodles, and a view. Perfect. How many in the family? Six. A young couple and their three kids, and then the grandma's living with them. The oldest kid is a girl and she was sent into the shop with some relatives uh, to go to school because they have no schooling here. Right. Floating fishing villages like this used to be found in nearly every sheltered cove or corner of Halong Bay. But as Vietnam becomes a more popular tourist destination, authentic fishing villages are starting to disappear. The government has been relocating fishing families inland, hoping to minimize their ecological impact. The people that are living in on floating villages, they're just generally nice and willing to open their home to us. And They basically farm oysters. Yeah, yeah. A lot of pearls for sale in Halong Bay and in Vietnam. They come from places like this. It takes over a year to grow each pearl, and there's no guarantee an oyster will even yield one. Water spinach, I think that's called, right? That's the most common vegetable for Vietnamese yes. in summertime. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What kind of fish are these? <laughs> Little fish. <laughs> yeah. Halong fish. Halong fish. Yeah. It's delicious. Good fish. Mm. This is a pretty prime piece of real estate. They've lived here how long? For many generations, this old grandma is 78 years old, and uh, she said that her grandparents lived here before this all become like a big tourist attraction. Is their situation protected by the state? They're allowed to live here by special because they've been here so long? Actually, the government now is encouraging them to move back to shore because that's better for their children's education. 
nói thật là mình cũng thích chuyển trên bờ nhưng mà chính phủ cho thì mình vẫn cứ phải người ta cho thì mình vẫn cứ nên chứ còn ở vậy thì lại gì quá chứ còn mình nhiều người mình mong còn chẳng được chứ còn bây giờ người ta còn mình còn cần người ta cho để mình nên bờ cho không biết chữ nghĩa gọi như là không quen biết làm cái nghề sinh bờ bây giờ mình làm ở dưới biển nó quen rồi mình làm lưới làm trài mình đánh cá chị chị đây xe đặt đây happy to move back because it's better for their children but they've been living here for many, many centuries and all they know is she's fishing right Just another day in paradise. A tropical downpour in a working-class neighborhood on the outskirts of Hanoi. The lady selling vegetables and gum and cigarettes, taking a nap under a piece of corrugated tin, has no idea what's about to happen. Turn around for me, sir. like these I grew up with when I was a kid in Jakarta. These were basically the only markets available. You know, you would buy pretty much everything in stalls like this. Yeah, I wouldn't mind going in there and haggling and seeing what I could find. <laughs> this country, when I first arrived here, it smelled like a place that I would like. Certain countries just pheromonically, they just smell good and I know where they're going to be good. You, you kind of smell that. You know, there's certain spices that You, you can yeah. smell in certain countries that you just don't smell back home. Now, you know, there, there are some smells that aren't as appealing as well. Uh, <laughs> but that's part of the mix. It so, is indeed. Yeah. How you doing, guys? How are you? something magical about the smell. The minute you touch down here, it grabs you, and captivates you, and chances are, it holds you forever. I'm not the first to feel this way. There is no better place to entertain the leader of the free world, in my opinion, than one of these classic, funky, family-run noodle shops you find all over Hanoi. Dinner and a beer cost about six dollars. 
I'm guessing the president doesn't get a lot of state dinners like this. How often do you get to sneak out for a beer? Very rarely. <laughs> First of all, I don't get to sneak out, period. But the, uh, once in a while, uh, I'll take Michelle out on a date night. The problem is, part of enjoying a restaurant is sitting with other patrons and enjoying the atmosphere. And too often, we end up getting shunted into one of those private rooms in the back. Well, I'm glad I could help, and to, to many I more cold beers. Absolutely. <laughs> You're gonna have to. I will walk you through. You're gonna have to walk me through this. We're about to eat bunchop. And it is about as typical and uniquely a Hanoi dish as there is. These beautiful little pork patties, some grilled pork belly. Buncha is served in a broth of vinegar, sugar, and the ubiquitous duoc mom, or Vietnamese fermented fish sauce. Chilies to taste. I mean, if you have an important state function after, you might not want to you go to that. I'm going with this thing. You know, we're going to do what's appropriate. Vinegar. All right. And then you just hack off noodles. You just drop them in your bowl. Yeah, it's not too elegant, but I'm mad at it. <laughs> and dip and stir and get ready for the awesomeness. I'm ready. Now, is it appropriate to just pop one of these whole suckers in your mouth, or do you think that you should be a little more... Uh, well, slurping is totally acceptable in this part of the world. <laughs> it takes some skills, by the way, to handle these sticky, cold noodles. But whatever your opinion of the man, the president has those skills. Mm. I gotta say. This is killer. This is outstanding. <laughs> so good to hear. It's really good. And we share, apparently, mm. a sentimentality about Asian street food and Southeast Asia in general. One of my favorite meals of all time. There's an area between Jakarta and Bandung, another city in Indonesia, called Puncak, and it's up through the mountains. So you'd have these roadside restaurants overlooking the tea fields. There'd be a river running through the restaurant itself, and there'd be these fish, these carp that would be running through, and you'd pick the fish, they'd grab it for you and fry it up, and the skin would be real crispy and they just serve it with a better rice. And it was the simplest meal possible, and nothing tasted so good. Now, as a Chicagoan, trickier question fraught with peril. Is ketchup on a hot dog ever acceptable? No. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean that. That's one of those things like, well, let me put it this way. It's not acceptable past the age of eight. My daughter's eight, and, and she put ketchup on eggs the other day, and I, 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 I didn't know what, the good, what, what good parenting called for at this point. An intervention. <laughs> I, think so. I think you just gotta say, you know what, that's not acceptable. I'm sorry. We're at a point where we seem to be turning inwards. I mean, we're actually talking about building a wall around our country. And yet you have been reaching out to people who don't necessarily agree with us. Gaza, Iran, Cuba. 
I mean, I just wish that more Americans had passports. The extent to which you can see how other people live seems useful at worst and incredibly pleasurable and interesting at best. It confirms the basic truth that people everywhere are pretty much the same. The same hopes and dreams. And when you come to a place like Vietnam and you see former American Vietnam vets coming back, when you see somebody like a John Kerry or a John McCain, two very different people politically and temperamentally, but who were able to bond in their experience of meeting with their former adversaries. And you don't make peace with your friends. You make peace with your enemies. As the father of a young girl, is it all going to be okay? It's all going to work out. My daughter will be able to come here in five years, ten years. She'll be able to have a bowl of bancha and the world will be a better place. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think progress is not a straight line. You know, there are going to be moments in any given part of the world where things are terrible. But having said all that, I think things are going to work out. Thank you so much. Cheers. Cheers. The vast majority of this country don't remember the American war. They don't remember any war. No. You used to be a tour guide. Yes. For how many years? 15 years. 15 years. I know you have to bring people over to the museum, the American War Museum, what, every time, right? Yeah. In your lifetime, is there going to be a time when that's not going to have to be a stop? It won't be necessary. It won't even be important. No one will remember. Or should people always remember? I think it's good to remember so we don't make the same mistake, you know. Some people choose to be angry, to hold grudge, but then some people choose to let go and uh, for the peace inside themselves. That's up to the person. And I think it's, it's good that It's, it's important that we know about history. And to make sure it's never happened again. I met a lot of war veterans, and surprisingly, a lot of them don't feel, don't have any angers against their old enemies. And that's, that's amazing. That's, that is amazing. I learned so much from them. For Vietnamese, we have so many legends. 
but the majority of legends related to our tradition of fighting against foreign invaders and mm -hmm. to protect our country. Over the last 20 years of my life, I've seen a lot of changes. And we know that there's still a lot of shortcomings. But everything needs time. We need to be patient. We, we can't rush because we really don't want another war. General William Westmoreland, who commanded U.S. forces here in the mid-60s, famously said, the Oriental doesn't put the same high price on life as does a Westerner. Life is plentiful. Life is cheap in the Orient. It was an extraordinarily grotesque and wrong-headed observation from a guy who, if nothing else, was expected to understand his enemy on the battlefield. He could not, it turned out, do even that. Maybe, I hope, we are a little bit smarter now. do things our own way. And since the way that each of us sleeps is unique, you need a bed that fits you just the right way. Sleep Number smart beds make your sleep experience as individual as you are, using cutting-edge technology to give you effortless, high-quality sleep every night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $15.99. Save $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.